Episode 22, today I am talking about Oprah Winfrey's interview with author and Tibetan-American Buddhist nun Pima Children's book called When Things Fall Apart and also my view of watching Jay Shetty's Seven Tips, uh, which I think he's a great motivational speaker and life coach and some of my takeaways. So stay tuned, keep listening. It's Madison Chase with Cut to the Chase at 8. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Cut to the Chase at 8 with Queen MC. That's me, Madison Chase. We are talking ESB, that's entertainment, sports, and beauty, and health from the inside out. And my personal positive three T's, that is some takeaway tips and tools, hopefully that you could use to inspire and empower you to live a life full of light and love. So today I wanted to talk about Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Sunday. She did an interview with Pima Children and the book is called When Things Fall Apart. She's an author. She is a Tibetan Buddhist. Uh, When I did research on Google about how to pronounce her name and or her title, it also said American Tibetan Buddhist nun, Uh, but I almost felt like the Tibetan Buddhist or just that whole practice has been around way longer. So I felt like it was kind of like, why are we saying American Tibetan Buddhist? Like Americans are so kind of like... We're so egocentric that we would put the American before the Tibetan. But anyway, neither here nor there. Let's talk about her book. It's called When Things Fall Apart. I love the title. And she essentially, in the interview, uh, talks about her new book. And basically, it is... From her personal story, I think she was married for the second time. I think her first marriage, she had kids. Her husband left her. I don't know how long they were married, but I think her personal story was she kind of felt like she identified with all of those things and she didn't necessarily have a a personal identity for herself. And so when her husband left her, I think she'd had a conversation with someone prior to her becoming a uh, Tibetan nun was, I think she just kind of, I think someone had told her that they saw her being a nun and, and she, she didn't really talk about what kind of faith she practiced before, which I thought was interesting. Uh, but she also talked about the detachment from, you know, physical things, consumable things, uh, and or her hair, which I thought was huge because Oprah asked the question at the end of the Facebook Live interview, uh, what did you get out of it or what was your kind of aha moment? And that for me was big, you know, growing up in a place in a community where hair is so important in women sometimes especially in the african-american community because it is a billion dollar business where we so identify with our hair 
and having long hair and having beautiful hair. And depending on if you grew up in the South or if you grew up on the East Coast, uh, I, I think in the South, in the African-American community, you know, having short hair to me is associated with, you know, older women. They have shorter hair, um, not necessarily young women. So, you know, kind of wrapping my brain around that was really interesting. So here are some of her other titles. In 1994, she wrote a book called Start Where You Are. It's an indispensable handbook for cultivating fearlessness. And 2002, she wrote a book called Comfortable with Uncertainty. 2007, How to Meditate, A Practical Guide to Making Friends with Yourself. And I think another book, some of these books might be book titles and or subtitles, Fail, Fail Again, and then Fail Better. Uh, 2009, Taking the Leap and Freeing Ourselves from Old Habits and Fears. The Places That Scare You, The Wisdom of No Escape, How to Love Yourself and Your World. Uh, 2012, Living Beautifully with Uncertainty and Change. Is it possible to live well when the ground we stand on is shaking? And this book, How to Love Yourself and Your World, made me think about a topic that I've been talking about for the last three days, Surviving R. Kelly. People have really been disturbed, especially in the African-American community, where you're seeing people on social media from Facebook Live. I think 1.9 million people watched the premiere and it had 750,000 impressions. Uh, There was a spike in streaming uh, his music on, I think on Spotify, it was like 16%. And, you know, to hear people kind of blame the victims, the parents, the community, just people in general, I was like, wow, it's it's really sad that we would blame the victim. And it just shows you how divided our community is. And so I started to think about uh, some of the things, you know, from watching Oprah Winfrey's uh, Super Soul Sunday. And then this morning I got on Jay Shetty. I watched his Facebook Live and he has a life coaching seminar and so he gave seven steps this morning and his seven steps are interesting it says do one thing that's the first step to do it slowly and this is me coming in the middle probably closer to the end of his Facebook Live do it completely that's the third step do less the fifth step declutter and leave space the sixth step location has energy space has energy Uh, so he said do something in the same time at the same time in the same space for instance your bedroom should only be used to sleep make love uh, to your partner or your spouse and so I think from that perspective like you shouldn't do work in your bedroom because your bedroom is meant for sleeping space getting dressed and I think seven was devote time to service beyond family and friends and that seven step I think you know it made me think about the five hierarchy of needs Maslow's five hierarchy of needs so the first one is your physiological needs and then second is safety third is love 
four is esteem and then five is self actualization and then it also makes me think about the seven stages of grief initially from my studying and my research I knew about the five stages of grief which is denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance Uh, but I saw the seven stages of grief which I like because it attaches an emotion shock and denial pain and guilt three anger and bargaining four depression reflection and loneliness five the upward turn six reconstruction and working through and then seven acceptance and hope so I think when we're looking at how someone deals with grief and or blaming people and placing blame on people I think we have to consider the five hierarchy of needs and the seven stages of grief because essentially people will do things to fulfill those needs especially if they're grieving and if you've never lived in a certain city and you've never lived in a war-torn environment where you're dealing with gun violence and you're dealing with people dying on a daily basis then it's hard it's so easy for us to have an opinion and I think social media can make us so desensitized to other people's pain and how they do life with these five hierarchy of needs and the seven stages of grief so I'd like to start continuing this conversation on my Facebook page. Uh, It's official Madison Chase Fitness and Instagram Live. Again, it's Madison Chase Fitness. So thanks for listening. And hopefully you got uh, some takeaways, some tips and some tools when you're walking through life and doing life and hopefully doing it more with light and love. Thanks and talk to you tomorrow.